Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes, and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And welcome. I mean, that's, 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 you're here. That's the sentiment right now. You're here and that's half the battle. Right. And we're that's what matters. That yes. We're thrilled. More than anything, we're elated that you're here. Couldn't be happier that you're here with us today. Right. Because uh, fun stuff. We're trying something new on our stream. If you're listening to this via audio, well, congratulations. We're always glad that you're here. But if you're watching us live, we're streaming on both Twitch and YouTube at the same time, which is super exciting. It is. We're testing the waters. We're, we're seeing what this what this whole YouTube live streaming is all about. So, we, you yeah, know. Our, uh, Doug's young niece told him, said, hey, there's this new thing called the YouTubes. And Doug was like, what? Sounds like a fad. And she mm -hmm. goes, no, it's here to stay. And he goes, okay, we'll look into it. And here we are. Here we are. Right. And uh, which is a perfect time to say, if you don't already, you should check us out on twitch.tv slash podcast. Hit the follow button, turn on the notifications and let you know when we go live. And also head over to our YouTube channel, subscribe to us, and it will let you know when we go live via YouTube. And you can choose whatever you prefer. Which is pretty cool. So uh, yeah, this is this is gonna be fun to to see like uh, test this out and see how things go. So, Doug, now that we're on YouTube, do we need to do the Harlem Shake challenge? Yes, or we could do the ice bucket challenge. We could do that too. What's hmm? the timely things that YouTubers are doing nowadays? Are they planking? Can we? Is it storking? Could be. Yeah. Yeah. And in one leg. Oh uh, yeah, on one leg. Or is it flamencoing? We could be, uh, you know, uh, teabagging. That's always fun. Always fun. <laughs> who doesn't love a good teabag? I mean, honestly, who doesn't? Best thing that anyone could ever ask for. It's funny. I you tr you need to come up with references for old uh, viral things, and immediately they just go out of your head. Any other day, any other conversation, I'm sure we could have kept that going. Mm -hmm. I lost Harlem Shake was the only one I could come up with. I remember when that thing was hot. Yeah. We were working together and uh, everyone was doing it, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I went back in the last probably six months and watched some old Harlem Shake videos. And I got about two minutes in and I went, yep, that's enough. Yeah, I was the first one I watched. I'm like, this is I remember how cool this was. That would have been perfect for TikTok. Like that was like a perfect TikTok thing before TikTok. Well, didn't it? Maybe I'm wrong. Didn't it start on Vine? Possibly. I don't know. It seems like it's longer than Vine because like you have to have like the whole lead up with it, you know, and then it's like and then it busts into it. And it's like the whole idea is you have like the one person that's dancing. Everyone's normal. And then it cuts to everyone. 
going wild. And I feel like that's just more than like the six seconds that Divine would allow you. Yeah, like 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. That's fair. The cinnamon challenge, says Jared. Yeah, that's uh, that was dangerous. Extremely dangerous. It was. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, look, Chet, as we're going. What's the what other challenges and uh, viral things can you guys? Uh, Are you remember? calling out Chet? Is that what you just said? I did. I said, "Hey, Chet." Hey, Chet. Should be joining us on both YouTube and Twitch momentarily. They he will said be he here. He's going to be here. Yeah. Come on, Chet. <laughs> There's the ghost pepper challenge. I don't Pe- remember that. People would eat a whole ghost pepper hmm, or put it in their mouth. I remember watching it. There was a kid that did it. And he swallowed it. And they're like, dude, you're not supposed to swallow it. He started freaking out. He's like, oh, he my God. Yeah, he swallowed oh, it. He put it in his mouth. They're like, no, you're supposed to see how long keep it in your mouth. And he swallowed it. And he started freaking out. It's like, yeah, dude, that could like burn the stomach lining. Can it really? Holy yeah. shit. There's a reason why people like that are handling that wear masks and gloves is because it's incredibly harmful. Why would you? How, how can you cook with something that that's that is that harmful? Better question. Why do people eat it? I know it releases endorphins and people, you know pretty hot and bothered for it but i just i there's a point when your mouth goes numb it's like what are we doing here like why yeah i don't understand i don't get it because beast mode says almighty crit beast mode that's why you son of a bitch yeah um yeah interesting interesting stuff so maybe in the future episode we'll go through the uh the best of the viral challenges yeah that could be fun be fun it'd be interesting to see like all those things that were a thing and then they weren't <laughs> as quickly as they came in if not quicker they went out Jared says I've eaten ghost chili it felt like smoke was coming out of my ears right yeah that sounds right I like a little heat but I don't want it to the point where like listen by the end of the meal if my lips are, are feeling tingly and my tongue's burning that's that's cool with me but if I yeah. take one bite and my mouth just completely goes absolutely just bonkers and i'm like oh wait i i can't even eat this whole wing because it's too hot it's like why why are we doing this hey tits here what's up pal nice buddy if you were invited if we were invited if you were invited would you go on hot ones would you ever do that i mean it would be great because i mean i would hit some level of notoriety that uh sean evans would want to talk to me and I'd be in the same place as my heroes like Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, you yes. know, and all those other really Paul Rudd. And they're like, if they're like, Doug, we need you on here. I'd be like, right. yes, I'm doing it. And I will be prepared to just fart blood and <laughs> everything that comes with that, without a doubt. Yeah. If you're looking like Tom after eating something hot, it's a no for me. Yeah, right? <laughs> Sweating. Yeah. I did like the episode they did Truth or Dab with Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer, where essentially they ask a question and you either have to tell the truth or you have to eat a, like a super hot wing. Oh, man, that would be fun. And it was great. And then they were Dude, saying things like they'd ask questions like, which comedian do you think gets enough praise but is overrated? And they'd either have to say something or yeah, they yeah. have to eat. And they were like, mm. <laughs> The same, uh, James Corden has a show, a game that he plays in his show that's very similar. It's called uh, Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts. And they have Fear Factor style. They've got like bird saliva and bull testicles and scorpion, like all sorts of things you really don't want to eat. And they ask these celebrities stuff that would be very detrimental to their career if they answered. And it's interesting to see who, who goes for it and goes, fuck that. I don't care. 
Yeah. And who goes, there's no way I'm saying that. Yeah. 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 It'd be interesting. Uh, so yeah, I would absolutely try that. Cause I'm sure, I think the first like five of those wings would be just delicious stuff. It's just <laughs> after that is where it turns. And once you hit yeah. the bomb and it's like just bad, right. intentionally bad sauce. Designed to hurt. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't get it. Don't... We got some cool stuff to talk about today, so let's get some housekeeping out of the way before we move on. Housekeeping! housekeeping! Hey, y'all, if you don't already know, uh, we are on Spotify, amongst other places. Everywhere. The podcast, but Spotify in particular, you can find us there. So add us. Add us to a playlist. Give us a give us a listen. Listen to our stuff there and enjoy. You're welcome. Uh, also, join our Discord family. Head over to twitch.tv slash podcast, or I guess in the future, YouTube in the description, link in the description to our Discord, uh, and, and come hang out with us. Meet, meet all the cool people we talk about regularly on here, like Jervis, like Tint, like Noah, like Almighty Crit, like Wolfslore, like Ziddy, all the cool people that hang out. You can join them. Join us, and uh, we post fun memes, we set up game nights, um, we, today, uh, Noah was asking, what do you prefer? Peanut M&M's? Peanut butter M&M's or Reese's Pieces? If you had to pick one, which one would you pick? Oh, shit. It's easy. Easy, Justin. Easy. Reese's Pieces for you? No. Peanut butter M&M's. With peanut butter M&M's, not peanut M&M's. There's peanut M&M's, peanut butter M&M's, and Reese's Pieces. So why? what's the difference between peanut butter M&M's and Reese's Pieces? That's a great question, Justin. Reese's... Reese's... Dad bod snacks? Uh, snacks, yep. Yep. Undoubtedly. But what did you, what did you have to say about it? Well, it's always like cuz Reese's Pieces is like small. It's the size of a regular M&M, but with sure. some peanut butter, but your peanut butter M&Ms are fat boys. Big fat boys. Okay. When you they're about the size of a of a peanut M&M, but they're okay. filled with peanut butter. See, I'm unfamiliar with the ways of peanut butter M&Ms. Peanut M&Ms are my that is the top M&M for me. Out of all the different types of M&M's. Peanut mm-hmm. M&M's. I don't know if I've ever had peanut butter M&M's, though. They're great. Okay. I will tolerate peanut M&M's. Like, if you're like, oh, man, all we got, you know, are these peanut M&M's? I'll eat them. I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. But uh, I prefer peanut butter M&M's. Uh, Noah says peanut butter is the worst of the three. <laughs> and Jared says Reese's peanut butter tastes like sandy dog shit. So there you go. <laughs> Do you have thoughts? Join our Discord and just join right in on the conversation. It was great. Very, yeah. very good. Lots lots to offer there. Uh, so to, to join us, head over to twitch.tv slash podcast. Down in the uh, about section, you'll find the Discord banner. Just click on that. Head on over. Join the fun. We'd be happy and glad to have you. Uh, next up, head over to redbubble.com for all of your MindGap merch needs. Uh, in the search button, just type in MindGap Podcast, all one word, you'll come to our page. We've got three designs up there. We've got our classic MindGap logo, we've got the new spray paint logo, and we've got the I Will Haunt Your Butt uh, designs, which you can find on just about anything, from t-shirts to mugs, to backpacks, to drawstring bags, to stickers, to all sorts of stuff. So head on over there, get yourself something nice, support yourself and support the podcast. We'd appreciate it. And last but not least, every Saturday, 8 p.m. Central Time, I host a video game stream live on Twitch and also now apparently YouTube. So that's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and also youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. 
head on over there. Uh, I host all sorts of games. Last weekend was a wonderful game called Inscription, which Noah was kind enough to hang out as well as Slotty and Tint in, in the Discord to help me because I'm terrible at deck building games. And they were kind enough to basically Noah walk me through how to beat the first part of the game, which was great. So it was really a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we're kind of recording out of order because we're stacking some episodes. Uh, so I guess by the time this one releases, we would have already done, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons fantasy board game, you know, part, whatever. We're getting towards the end of that, which, which was fun. It was great. You guys did wonderful. Nobody died and you guys are that much closer to being the game. So congratulations. But uh, to check out uh, those, just uh, 8 p.m. Central Time, twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast, and now youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. And also, we record our podcasts live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central at twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and youtube.com. So, head on over, drop us a follow on Twitch, and turn on that bell for a reminder, and head over to YouTube and hit subscribe, so you get all of those notifications. That is all for housekeeping. Do we not have the D&D this weekend? We do. Okay. But by the time this releases... Oh, shit, that's right. It would have already passed. I am very uh, turned around as to when all our release schedule is right yes. now. I yes. done fucked up our schedule, so... <laughs> Ta-da! Yes. Anyway, so. uh, never mind that, listener. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of stuff that's out of order, man, Halloween was crazy, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> uh did you have a good one it was good i had a really yeah. good time natalie was super into it uh almighty were- crit says i'm gonna need to see this D. well you can D- yes listeners okay don't listen to what i'm about to say but to you almighty crit this saturday 8 p.m central time come watch us we're playing very right yeah we'll talk about it we're yeah. recording this on november 2nd on november 6th we will yes. be playing this by the time that you listeners are listening to it that was last saturday you missed it However, you can probably go back and watch it on Twitch if you're so inclined. That's right. Jared, thank you so much for the subs, you beautiful bastard. Son of a bitch, I love you. Love you, man. Look at this. 17 months he's subscribed to us. My God. My God. That's incredible. And he gifted gifted a sub to a limited Rolo. Thank you so much. You're a good man. You're a good man. You're so nice. Uh, that you sent me of Natalie. Um, First off, absolutely adorable. She looks so cute, and I showed Beth, which I'll let you tell what Natalie was, but that is Beth's, one of Beth's probably favorite Disney movies. Ah. Beth was like, oh, she loved it. Absolutely loved the costume. It was awesome. Um, Yeah, so it's funny because uh, we have, like, our private photo sharing app that we have with just, like, some family members because I just don't want to post photos of Natalie all over all the time. She exists on there, but not, you know, I don't want to post on her all the time. So my mom goes, is it okay if I share this picture of her on Facebook? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And uh, I'm not on Facebook, but Jill hopped on there accidentally and saw that my mom had posted. She's like, this is my granddaughter. It's She's the princess and the frog. And I was like, no. A, I told you what I... T- <laughs> A, I told you what she was. B... You ought to know better. Like she's a Disney Disney freak. It's she was she was Rapunzel from the movie Tangled. Right. She had her little Pascal chameleon on her shoulder as well. And uh, you know, she she was great, man. She was so pumped. She was so happy to be there. Like 
That is so cool. Did she know the movie Tangled? Like, is it like she is that into that movie or is that something? Loves that movie. And there's also an animated series on uh, Disney Plus as well that she's watched. And at the time when we said, what do you want to be? She was super into it, although she hasn't watched it in a while. She still loved it. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so it's kind of hard with kids at their age because, like, what do you want to be? And, like, they'll be into something for, like, two weeks, and then it changes right. to something else. And then they're back to it, and then, yeah. A week before Halloween, she was super into Squid Game. Yeah, right? Which, by the right. way, I saw a bunch, a whole family dressed as Squid Game, which was I'm awesome. Sure you did. <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a good time. It was nice being on a Sunday because we had time to go out as opposed to, like, oh, we got to get home real fast. Right. And then, you know... uh, Hurry up and get outside. Slotty, thanks for gifting a sub to Almighty Crit, you beautiful bastard. Holy so nice. crap. I got real excited. It's that a hype train is close. Hype train. Wing-a-ling-a-ling. I've never been here for that. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you were saying it was good that it was on a Sunday. Yeah, so we got more chances to go out because in our neighborhood it started at 2. We didn't go out at 2 because I was like, that just seems too early. But we went out around 4 and uh, Natalie got so much fucking candy, dude. It was unbelievable like we had to dump her bucket out three times that's bonkers which i told you like we made a deal with her like if you're good like getting ready for school and everything like that you can have one piece of candy at yeah. night and i told her uh by the way um i went told jill today i go the end of next week we're throwing it all away like we're not keeping this shit around you really it's 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 got to be out it's got to go Doug's, like, Doug's blowing the hard ass over here i don't want it around because i'm too tempted i'm like i don't want to i don't want that so. so let me pose this question to you because this is interesting so first off i'll say you need a bigger bag <laughs> like if you had to dump it out three times the bottom line is you just need a bigger bag we're That's gonna need a bigger bag we're gonna need a bigger bag uh-oh oh shit we got a hype train hype tra- oh why don't i have a uh a whisk that's all I <laughs> Oh my gosh, Almighty Crit giving out the gifts. Oh, Jervis giving out the gifts. Oh my Get gosh. You guys you are all. Oh my goodness. Thank Come you all so now. much. Thank you all so much. You're the best, gang. Thank you guys. It's, it always blows my mind by need that trade whistle. Toot toot. Um, it always blows my mind by your generosity. Thank you all so much. We, we greatly appreciate you. You're, you're awesome. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so she had a blast. Um, that's the hype train. That's it. That's a hype train. That's a hype train. (laughs) Actually, it's funny. C2, she, she worked with a guy to actually make a hype train song. Like, which are you saying that we need a hype train song, Doug? Uh, we might. We might. Uh, I wonder if we could find the hype train. The hype train song? Or the hype train. <laughs> I, what other... Hold on. I want to see what other kind of whistles we have here. I don't know if I can find it now. That's a pretty decent hype train whistle. I'm just saying. Um, I love how uh, our listeners or viewers... Did an amazing, like, they're like, hype train. And then they get, what they get as a reward is us not talking about anything and just looking for whistles. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what this devolves into. All right, I'm going to send this over to you so you can play because my audio is all, like, janky right now. So I okay. don't want to. Uh, Where did you send it? I sent it through Gchat. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Motin says, I thought it was a dial-up modem for a moment. 
It's like, beep. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a hype train. Can you hear it in the distance? You've really made my day. Gather your hype, my friends. It's time to lose our minds. Is that a, is that CTC? Yeah. Wearing, you look great. You are just in time. Oh, yes! Oh, that's amazing. Isn't that awesome? It's a two minute song, so we won't play the yeah. whole thing, but that is absolutely incredible. We'll, uh, here, let's do this. Let's post it in the. Uh... Yes. You still got the link? Yes. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Doug's going to post that in the uh, in the Twitch chat here because that is well worth checking out. That's a great fucking song. Yeah, she she played it when they had a hype train. I was like, oh, she like paused everything and stopped and she played that. I was like, this yeah. is awesome. And she's That's like, yeah. Great. And she goes, you all can use it. It's DMCA free. Like, go for it. She's like, feel free to play it whenever you got it. I was like, That's so That's cool. Great. Yeah, it was right it. up my alley. Um, How fun. So anyway, you need to get Natalie a bigger bag. That's what we're on right now. That's the conversation we're having. She needs a bigger bag for her candy. But yeah. more importantly, I want to talk about the moral implications of throwing your daughter's candy away. Why do you get to decide that her candy that she earned that night by dressing up and going around and walking, she walked for that. Why do you get to decide that it goes in the trash? I think that's a very bold statement to say that she earned it. I think it's a bold, bold statement, sir. Um, I, I, we don't need that. We have literally have three buckets of candy. Like mm -hmm. it, we don't need that much. It's, it's way, way, way too much. And yeah, it's, there's a lot of things we don't need. Like you don't need yeah. as many video games as you have on steam. True. Sure. Don't. And I sure, sure. Wish I didn't have some of those games. Let me tell you, let me tell you. Oof. Yeah. But it was, uh, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I just trying to instill because the thing about her too, is she forgets about it. Like she's, yeah. Oh, she forgets about that stuff all the time. I'll make her treats. Great thing because that means she's not addicted to it. Yes. You've done a good job not letting her be like candy, candy, candy. One of my favorite things, one of the first things she picked out when she got home was fruit snacks. She had gotten like of all the candy, she chose fruit snacks. I'm like, cool, yeah. that works. I mean, of all the ones you could pick, then, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some of them were given out full size candy bars. There was like two full size Snickers, a full size Reese's, a full size Airheads. I was like, you guys ah, are fucking generous, damn. man. Damn, okay. Yeah. And she's not going to eat that stuff. Like, there's just so much of it that she's just not going to do. But we had fun. She really yeah. enjoyed it. She was a she was a trooper, man. She was a real, real trooper. And I was really just proud of her because I'm trying to get her just more active and walking yeah. around and things like that. And it's she, she'll complain when we go on walks. But when it's like, hey, do you want to walk for candy? She's like, hell yeah. yeah. Let's do it, Dad. Let's start the hype train. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but unfortunately we did end on a sour note, which was, uh, around eight o'clock. So because we were out with Natalie for several hours, we left candy out in buckets on our front, in, in our, on our front porch. And, uh, Jill had separated them by, Hey, this has nuts. These are sour. These are fruity. These are chocolatey and just left them all out there. And, um, around eight o'clock, I mean, we, we, I didn't know how late people were going to be out and around eight o'clock. Uh, I saw someone like at our front door bend down 
and then pop back up and I heard Jill open the door and yell, Hey, get back here. And I was like, what? She's like, they just stole all of our, our bowls of candy, which for the record, I'm glad they took the candy because I didn't want more candy in her house. A, you had accrued enough that night. Yes. Didn't need any more. Yeah. But if they just would have like taken the candy, like dumped like, it in a bag and then in the bag, leave the bowl. Because yeah. a couple of the bowls, like, like those were our popcorn bowls, man. Like that's like Jill had to go buy new ones. Cause right. Well, those were family things. You're like, oh, we do family things with this. Yeah. You know? One of them was, one of them was like Disney and Natalie was absolutely heartbroken that sure. it was gone. She started crying and I had to explain to her. She's like, why did they do that? I'm like, some people suck, you know, like I have to try to explain to her <laughs> why teenagers suck. Right. You know, and to right. this day, like I, right now, like two days afterwards, we're still having that conversation about why it happened and what right. we're going to do next year to prevent it. You know, she has ideas. Moat. She's got ideas. <laughs> She's, you guys are digging a moat. We're huh? digging a moat. We're going to tear I up my lawn. It. We're going to dig a moat. You know, yes. I I'll tell you what I'm there for it. Yeah. Absolutely. I will come out and help make that moat happen. Yes, moat um, happens. Moat, you know what moat happens? Uh, I would, uh, I would let her know that the real reason this happened is because eighth graders are the devil. Yeah, man. Like it was the worst. Well, because I, I've done dumb shit, and that's why I told her. She goes, she basically said, so are if they're bad people, then their parents must must be bad people too. She was making these weird leaps, like just very. She was speaking like a Sith. You know, in absolutes. Uh oh. And I told her, lock this shit right up, man. And I told her, I said, hey, listen, those kids made that decision. And, and, and she goes, is this why you and mom are always telling me to be kind? I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that when you're a teenager and you're presented with this sort of situation when you're older, maybe, just maybe, you'll think back to how this made you feel that That's someone true. took this stuff and maybe you won't make that same decision. Right. And I told her, I took her to school today. I go, listen, mom and I were both idiots when we were teenagers. You're probably going to be an idiot. I go, you just have to learn how to make good choices. I go, and, you, and if you don't, you got to learn because there's consequences, good or bad <laughs> for your choices. And you just have to be better with that. So yeah. it was kind of a good learning moment, but she was really like, I can't believe they just took our stuff. I'm like, I know. But at yeah. the end of the day, at least it was just candy. At least it was just really? bowls. At least they didn't right. egg our house. At least they didn't smash our pumpkins you know at least they didn't steal our decorations you know at least they didn't break in right like it could have been way worse so things could have gone real sideways here yeah and apparently we weren't the only ones in the neighborhood i saw a whole bunch of bowls scattered throughout the neighborhood and you know we weren't the only ones so you find yours though nope jill actually yeah. drove around looking for him so did you really oh jared goes did you tell natalie that those people were back to fronters no that didn't come up but i'll have to I'll have to let her know Ted says, the best Halloween I ever did was dress up as a scarecrow at the front door, sit there limp with a candy bucket in my lap, and say, take two when people bend down to reach for it. Yeah, buddy. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. That was some of my favorite. When I was down in the Quad Cities uh, going to the Blackhawk College for a couple years living with my dad, I got on the roof. Same idea. And I had this this big um, plastic battle axe. I had straw coming out of my sleeves, and I just sat there. Looked like one of those, just a stuffed character that someone might have put up there. And as soon as the kids came to the door, I would bang on the gutter with my battle axe, and they would just fucking take off. That's awesome. Right. That's amazing. So, uh, yeah, all in all, it was pretty good. It ended well, a, little, a, little, a little salty, but other than that, it was good. How about you? How was Halloween in the city? Halloween in the city <clears throat> was good. We, so, again, like we've, 
I don't understand. And I think we might've talked about this in the podcast, but I don't understand why kids don't just come through. Like you're, I'm in a high rise. Now there's not a ton of kids, but my God, you've got 43 floors, 16 apartments per floor. Go not, like that's a consolidated candy delivery system right there. Yeah. I don't know why people don't take advantage of that, but that aside, so we never get candy uh, trick-or-treaters. So we went up to my father-in-law's and hung out with him. We sat in the front porch, a couple glasses of wine. We had a big bowl of candy, and people would come up, and they've got a ton of kids in their neighborhood. So we saw some amazing costumes, uh, families that were uh, you know, themed, and it, it was just really, really fun to see everyone you know, going around and, and the neighborhood coming together. So... We we had a great time up there, ordered some food, and it was a it was a really great weekend. And it made made me super excited for Beth and I to finally land in a house. And uh, I told Beth as we were on the porch and people were coming up, I turned to her, I go, I'm gonna go ham on our first Halloween in our house. I'm gonna go fucking hard. That's awesome. It's gonna be a celebration. Cause I realized sitting out there, I'm like, fucking Halloween rocks. Does such a fun holiday. I have to say I've it's grown on me. I used to be what a surprise, a real crotchety butthole about it. Wait a second. You were a little Scrooge McDuck about it? I because I just got to the point where I would see like adults going crazy for Halloween, like dressing up, going to bars, and I was like, grow up. You know, that was kind of like my reaction to it. Where people where people I distrusted people whose favorite holiday of the year were Halloween and St. Patrick's Day. Like anyone who said that, I was like, all right. St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, I 100% get. You know, I, just that that tracks for me. Because, yeah, and people would just go crazy for it. But as I've gotten older and like, you know, especially moving out to the suburbs and stuff like that and, and seeing the fun, especially for Natalie and the kids and, and some of my neighbors, man, they go all out. There is this guy in the corner that had all these animatronics and shit like that. There was this like table. There's this nurse whose head was spinning around. And there was two kids that were dressed in like the old school plague masks with like the long nose. And they were just standing there and they would just do this and wave at you. And they would point to where the candy was. And then they would come up and just like stand like 10 feet back and just watch you. I love it. And then they would, it. it was so cool, man. It was, it was really, really cool. And this guy goes out all out every year he does a little bit each weekend puts a little bit on the day of he puts all of his shit up there yeah. and i see that and i'm like god that's fun and, and what i like and i had it came to a realization talking with a neighbor what i like about halloween is it's so diverse with the decorations you yeah. can do literally anything that you want compared to christmas which is there's lights trees there's santa candy canes it's very like you have this wheel this this very limited wheelhouse whereas halloween i'm like i could watch walk up and just see plague mask kids i could see like you know jack skellington i can see yeah. uh there was peppa the pig like there was just there's all sorts of stuff that people put out there that i'm sure. like this is cool you could do whatever the hell you want some of it yeah. is mainstream some of it's just weird yeah. one guy builds his own shit that's just amazing like yeah. uh, it's incredible but then Christmas, I'm like, I kind of know what you're going to get, you know? I just love your war on Christmas. Yeah. There was a guy down at my dad's house uh, who lived in the cul-de-sac behind him. And I remember he used to have, this is the guy I was like, 
I want to be like you when I grow up and mm-hmm. have a house. So he would always, he would change it up each year. So you never knew where he was coming from. Yeah. But he would, he was the guy who had like the strobe lights uh-huh. in front of his house and shit hanging off the tree. Like you looked like you were walking up to a haunted house. So this one year, I distinctly remember he had uh, like an old like Chevy Seville or something, an old school 70s car with the trunk just popped and there were legs hanging out of the back. And everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone who was con- who was going up to the house was convinced that, well, he's in the trunk. He's going to pop. That's where he's coming from this year. This is this is silly. No one believes that those are fake legs. And he would walk up and the trunk wouldn't open. And then as you got near the door. He so you were edging away from the car, but he was he was corralling you to where he wanted you because you knew you were edging around the car. He came around the other side of the house. He had a mask on. He had taken the chain off of a chainsaw. Of course, but but it still makes the same sound. It sure does. Not with it over his head, and you would have thought that the the block was getting murdered the way these kids were screaming. And I was like, this guy, this guy gets it. Yeah, I gets the spirit of this fucking holiday. Exactly. All in good fun, right? Because right. They, it can easily turn into shenanigans, you know, right. which which is where I'm like, you know, that's why I, I actually really enjoy spook houses. Like I enjoy haunted houses and stuff Absolutely. like that. Jill fucking hates them. So guess how many I've gone to? Zero. Oh, but no. you and I need to go. We need to do a mind. Go- oh, Dude, there's there's where we go. Here. Yes, that's what we do. We're doing a mind gap. Yes. A yes. Mind Gap Haunted House Tour, yes. Thank you. I want to uh, do that because I, I grew up with that shit, man. In rural Missouri, that was the thing to do on Halloween. You go to the place and it always ended with someone in a dark corner with a chainsaw, like buzzing course. and you just run your ass out of there. It was awesome. When you're younger too, you don't realize that the chain is off. Yeah. You don't, like, you just, you're like, that's a chainsaw. Yeah. I'm the fuck out of here. No, it says live recording in a haunted house or a spooky escape room. Mind Gap Haunted House Extravaganza. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's a great idea. That'd be so much fun. If we're up in the Michigan area, maybe earlier in the month, you guys come up, we find like a haunted hay rack ride or something. There we go. That sounds less exciting, but that's, you know. Have you ever been? No. Oh, dude. We So when I was super young, we used to do a family one every year in the Quad Cities. And they would take you around. You pile you on a hay rack take you around and out of the woods people would come at you and mm. they would jump up on the hay rack and this it doesn't sound as scary it is terrifying sounds cold it can be but you bundle yeah. up you're not a pussy bundle up yeah i don't know i don't know we'll see yeah all right <laughs> killed that idea we'll see i'm not opposed to it you just you know, <laughs> Probably have to, you'll probably have to sell me on it again. That's all I'm saying. Or we do a haunted house tour. How cool is that? Doug? Haunted house. Now we're talking. Oh God, yes. Inside. I would love to go to like, uh, was it the universal one they do every year in Orlando? I don't, I didn't know they did. Oh like, dude, they spend it's like, like uh, six flags, uh, fright fest. They it's, it's, it's way, way better. Like they, they spend yeah. six months prepping for it. Like come July or like whatever. They're already preparing it. It's, it's like, legit shit like top of the line i'm sure they're using universal monsters that they have the the classic there's like every year there's like like they have some sort of multiple theme like one was stranger things um alien uh they 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 have all sorts of of really cool things and and 
yeah, it's it looks absolutely crazy. Every year I look at it, I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. But then yeah. of course we never go down there. So Beetlejuice was this one was this year says Almighty Crit. Oh, that'd be okay. cool. And I mean they their decoration, I think, it rivals that of like Disney if Disney were were to go and do this. Like it's Jesus. I mean go, like, Disney does a Halloween theme. But yeah. Scary. But it's like it's, Mickey's not so yeah. scary Halloween party for pussies, right. you know, <laughs> dot, dot, dot for right. pussies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because it's mostly for kids, whereas Universal's like, fuck that shit. Come over here. Are you crazy? You want to get scared? Right. Let's do this. You want to look, we're not saying do cocaine. You want to do cocaine, though? Listen, there's cocaine hidden in this house. Find it if you dare. <laughs> and then it's just pumped in through the air duct. Yeah. It's like, ha, ah, ah. Happiest place on earth ain't doing some real shit. Come on now. <laughs> Punching through the fucking, uh, the walls of the haunted house. Yeah. And the, Universal gets fucked And they up. have like people, like actors, like dressed up that are like terrorizing people in the park as they're walking around. Like it so is. One of my favorite ones was I saw, um, what was it? Uh, there was this girl that was like getting ready to do like a dance she's yeah. doing it and this clown comes up doing a crab walk and this like goes tick, 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 comes up and she's like oh my god she falls down and he's just going <laughs> like crab walking and scaring the shit out of her it was amazing dude i'm telling you man i there's something about i don't really get down on horror horror movies per yeah. se like the slasher we've talked about that if it's just like uh uh just slasher guts gore um that that doesn't do it for me the psychological thrillers, absolutely, but going and being scared live when you know there's no real danger, like that's there's something that really gets those. It's so enjoyable, and I don't yeah. know what it is. But same thing with Beth; she doesn't, she's not, she doesn't dig on it. So maybe Jill yeah, Jill doesn't like know. being chased. She yeah. doesn't like you know, which occasionally I'll do around the house. I'll kind of be like, doot, 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 and she's like, I don't like it. She's like, no, it was her sister. Doesn't like being chased up the stairs. Hates that. Jill doesn't like being fucked with in the shower. Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah. And I, which I get, cause I remember when I was a kid, I had like a basement that was completely pitch black oh, and our yes. shower was down there. So I go down and I'd shower oh, no. and then I'd, 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 I'd like go take a couple of breaths, turn off the light and then sprint up the stairs because I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Try to beat the light up the stairs. Absolutely. Yeah, Cause it's cause it's just, your mind goes wild. Like what if something was there? It's like, not today, you know? And then you, once you get to the light, you're fine. Everything's safe, but. Oh, absolutely. And once you get up those stairs, nothing could possibly follow you up the stairs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was just, it was that, a, that, a fucking lot. Kid logic. Yeah. I definitely really remember that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So long story short, I'd like to go to a haunted house. It'd be great. It'd be I fun to do it with you. Uh, good Halloween. Yes. Very good. Yes. Oh, hello, Wolf. Nice to see you, pal. Welcome to the show. Um, I locked the door. I'm in the show. I will say that sometimes my mind still runs wild. And again, I can't remember what. 320 plus episodes. I don't remember what we've talked about. We may have said, but I'll still be in the shower. Sometimes I'll hear something. And in my mind, I'm like, well, this is probably it for me. Like, I'm like, I just I'm waiting for a hand to reach around the shower curtain. And the more I think about it, the more my anxiety while I'm in the shower goes up. I honestly, I have the same thought, but then Practical Doug's like, and there's nothing you can do about it, so just finish up, you know, like. <laughs> Make sure you wash your ass if you're going to die. Yeah, I, I've, I've been like, eh, what are you going to do, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot that really, like, I haven't felt like just pure terror in a while, so. Yeah. When you first moved into your house, because I find this, when every time we stay at my sister-in-law's house for house sitting for her, <clears throat> when we were 
if it's before my father-in-law moved in with her, uh, it was just Beth and I in the house and Beth falls asleep like that. And so I'm left awake, slowly falling asleep and any creak, any something, because the bedroom door, their bedroom, her bedroom door, as soon as you walk out right to the right is the stairs. So basically someone would come up the stairs and be right in the doorway of, of the bedroom. And so as I'm staring out into the darkness, I'm just waiting for a shadow, any sound, any whatever. And I'm wondering if, if you have a house, do you get used to that? Yes. Like, is that something that when you first moved in, did that thought occur to you? Any creak? You're like, someone's in here. No. Did you ever go through that phase? No. We, um, I think most important for Jill is Jill never wanted like basement apartments or apartments that were like on like the same level as the ground because she didn't like the idea of people just being able to sure. look inside. So the big thing for her was covering the windows, making sure that, you know, they could shut and so that no one, I think the idea of someone being able to peek in was always made her feel uncomfortable. But for the most part, we moved in and we knew we had good neighbors. So um, we knew that people were, um, you know, like before we moved in, our neighbors, like we had a package sit there and they just took it and held it for us. Right. So that they're like, just so you know, we didn't know them yet. They're like, we saw this right. package came and we held it for you. I'm like, that's how nice they were. So I felt very safe and, you know, yeah, noises and stuff. There wasn't a whole lot. I mean, our, our floors are kind of creaky and whatever, but nah, we adapted pretty quickly. I wasn't too worried. Okay. I was going to say, uh, the thing is, I'm sure in, uh, in, you know, in, in the movie Halloween, I'm sure they had wonderful neighbors in that neighborhood, too. Didn't stop Michael Myers. Well, they weren't that nice because they had teenagers that were fucking. So that's how you know. <laughs> not a good true. neighborhood. And I got the detention yeah. pond full of condoms, like we talked about before, you know, because kids are just, you know, banging and just launching them like, you know, sperm grenades. And then the geese eat them, and then what do you got? You got you got all sorts of environmental issues going on, and that leads to one less goose out there. Which, by the way, the geese run the run the roads out here. They will slowly walk across the road, and they don't give a fuck. There's a train of cars. They're like, you will stop for us, bunch yeah. of assholes. When I was uh, when I did my my unplug week, uh, I was up in uh, near Muskegon in Michigan, and. Uh, I didn't, I've never run across wild turkeys, but they were a plague up there. And that's the same thing. I was talking to with the person who owned the Airbnb and they're like, I saw like, I saw some wild turkeys and she's like, yeah, they're fucking everywhere. She goes, and they're the dumbest fucking birds because I've heard one that. Will cross the street. And then the other ones are like, no, well, should we follow? I don't know. And they'll just kind of congregate figuring it out. And it stops traffic because the one decided to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, Huh, I thought I, they were cool. In my neighborhood, the animals with the least amount of self-confidence are squirrels. Because I'll be driving and one squirrel will be 90% across the road to a tree. And then as I get close, they're like, wait, no. And they run back across. I'm like, that's how you guys die. Like, just, I forgot my keys. Like, I don't, I don't want to be over here. I take it back. I'm like, what? Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of idiots. But uh, speaking of idiots, I don't know. That's not a good transition. Let's talk about. Wait, no. There you go. There's your transition sound. Let's talk about some love and loss. <laughs> Do it, Doug. AI. In the age of AI. So uh, there's this... Uh, I feel like that doesn't really fit at all, and it makes me feel really sad. But uh, there's this article called The Jessica Simulation, Love and Loss in the Age of AI uh, from the San Francisco Chronicle. It's a very long article. 
but it's very interesting. Essentially, it chronicles the story of this uh, man by the name of Joshua Barbeau, who logged onto a chat website called Project December. And essentially what Project December is, it's an AI chatbot experimental um, project. And the whole idea was that it's pretty locked down. It's not free to use. Like you have to pay to use this this thing because the guys that are running it are, are concerned about the sinister applications mm-hmm. of this. And, um, and rightfully so. And ri- exactly, rightfully so. And what happened was this uh, Joshua, um, his girlfriend slash fiance um, had died eight years earlier from a very rare liver disease. And he struggled pretty hardcore for eight years, like dealing with or loss and never could quite get over this. And he kind of stumbled across this website. And the way that this works is that you can pay certain amount of money to get like X amount of minutes with a chatbot. And then what will happen is when that time or battery life expires, the chatbot like dies. Like it's, it's, you know, actually it disintegrates. Yes. Like it, or, or it erodes. I, there was a specific phrase in there I can't recall now, but it starts to it starts to um, yeah it basically erode and it starts to get worse and worse at being AI until it finally dies. Yeah, it, it'll start acting weird and it it, yeah. it 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 essentially does deteriorate and it, die. So sentences starts to get worse and it doesn't yeah. start making sense and repeating itself, etc. And you cannot add more time onto it once you've started. So right. you just can't keep feeding this. Like once you buy it, that's it. Like you have a finite amount of time with this chatbot. So, and apparently it's pretty intelligent. It 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 it's gets to the point where it can read the scenario, and it's not perfect by any stretch sure. of the imagination. But it's 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 pretty fascinating. So this guy Joshua um, put a lot of information about his 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 girlfriend into this and started having um conversations with it it's very much like a uh black mirror episode well i think the weird thing was and correct me if i'm wrong but he didn't actually put that much information he fed some but i think one of the things he was surprised about it how perceptive the bot was given the minimum amount of information yeah he said he 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 said uh, he kept all of jessica's old texts and facebook messages and only took him a minute to pinpoint a few that reminded him of her voice right and he loaded these into Project December along with an intro paragraph, which he wrote. Sure. Yep. So he fed some stuff into it, wrote an intro paragraph, and then from there, he started to uh, chat. And based on what he was you know, seeing on there, yeah, the, the thing against corruption detected, Matrix dying, that's the final thing yes. before the bot would die. But he started having these conversations with quote-unquote Jessica, and it was... I, I don't know. It was interesting, like reading this story, like just how. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't let you do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't let you do that. Oh, you can't. Um, but it, it was interesting because it was a way for this guy, Joshua, to almost process his grief. He'd been dealing with this for so long. And yeah, it got to the point. And this is a very detailed like story where this person talked about how, you know, he had had another girlfriend at one point in time and she was apparently cool with Jessica and they even put a picture of her up in the house. But ultimately his grief just 
create the create this torturous relationship with this new girl because she's like it is exhausting all yeah. of it is just focused on this this girl and he struggled to talk about it with people because they're like dude she was your girlfriend for two years like how you know get over it and he, he did he had a hard time he went to therapy um right. dealing with like a uh, grief therapy and it, but it just it didn't seem to work and oddly enough it seems like by him doing this and having this chat simulation it seemed to kind of help him deal with his grief and i think that <clears throat> and we can get into the details a little bit more but i think in general that's what i found most interesting about this because from a therapy perspective how incredible if you don't feel like you've gotten the closure how incredible for you to be able to go back and obviously it's not that person and it's not real but if it helps you gain that closure and it emulates the person this accurately what a what a great way for you to be able to kind of work through any remaining pain that you haven't been able to process yet on the flip side i hear the arguments for how insanely unhealthy this could also be too and, and it, i yeah i wrestled with myself the entire time i was reading this on which side i sat on and i still don't think i've fully made up my my mind on that for a well-adjusted person this might work but even with a well-adjusted person, there are some significant, uh, significant potential downsides to this. Yeah, I I agree. Like I I think this was a good story. This is an example, one good example of how it it worked. But boy, is that a a dangerous slope? Because even Joshua mentioned in this that he didn't let the chatbot permanently expire because. Jessica, who is, you know, his girlfriend who passed away, went through a similar deterioration where she started losing kind of like short-term memory, didn't know where she was, didn't know who people were. And he knew that the bot would eventually start doing that and he he couldn't do that again. And he also knew that he didn't want to make another bot. He made a promise to himself. He's like, this is the only one I'm going to do because the AI in this is so complex that you won't, you will absolutely will not get the exact same quote unquote personality again. Right. And he said, what if he typed something in and it offended this bot? And then the bot was like mad at him because that's how it would portray it. He goes, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. That were the right. case. Or so, you get one where it's really mean to you or it's like, you don't know this one. The first time out, it hit so close to her personality. Yeah. Why flip that coin? again? Why, why chance it again? Yeah. Wolfsworth's like, dude, that's so fucked. Couldn't imagine going through that twice. Right. Like, if there was one person I would... Do, is, there, is there anyone you could think of off the top of your head that you would do this for? That if they passed away, I would create a mm -hmm. bot to... Or is there know, someone currently that has passed away that you would do this with? No. I And the thing is, I think for myself, and maybe this sheds some light on what camp I actually sit in, for myself, I've gone... I've gone through the grieving process or I've never lost someone that I was unable to properly grieve. Maybe that's what it is too. Like this Josh guy was not able to properly or never finished grieving or never got through the grief for Jessica. Anyone that has passed away in my life, I've been able to, I, I miss them like hell, 
but I've been able to process the grief, luckily, in a way that I feel I can go on with my life. Yeah. And so, I mean, maybe like if, if God forbid Beth were to go or, you know, when my parents eventually like, maybe I'll feel differently at that point. But thus far, I, I can't imagine wanting to go through. Cause for me, I will always know I'm not talking to this person. Why put yourself through that? Well, that's the I, thing is like, I, I'm too logic based in that way to mm -hmm. let myself get sucked into that. I yeah. would never be able to fully embrace it. Yeah. I, I think that's, what's kind of great about this was as, as Joshua knew the limitations of this and it helped him through where he needed to go. And I think the dangerous part of this is like, you know, there's a black mirror episode that deals with this exactly. And okay. it's one of those things where I can't, Im I'm the same way. Like one of my good friends, Jeff died when I was 25 and yep. Um, I wish I got to meet this guy. Oh, uh, you two would. I, I can't tell if you two would have gotten along or if you would have hated each other, but it's one or the other. There's no middle ground. But you two are very similar, which is why I think I like you so much, is because yep. there's a lot of. You guys have a similar mischievous personality that is really great. Yep. Um, you're also both really good dudes, though, so, which adds to it. But he, uh, he passed away tragically at 25, and it sucked for a while. Because he was also in the CIA. So I had this weird fantasy that he was like faking his death to go into deep, deep cover. Because uh, he was stationed in Yemen. And I was like, oh, this has got to be a ploy because he had a closed casket. But it's his body. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. Like, there's no way. Like, this has to be part of it. And he just couldn't tell me. Right. And um, one day you'll be at a cafe in Yemen and you'll come across. Yeah. Dude, for the longest time, I said, I will not be surprised if we get a knock on the door and Jeff is there in his sunglasses. He just says, what's up, fucker? And he just like walks in. And I would be like, I knew it. Um, but when I watched his grandmother like lean over his casket and just sob, I was like, all right, that's probably, probably it. And then a couple of years later, they officially like acknowledged it in in print said that he would, oh. get a, he would get a star at Langley and things like that, that he had officially done it, you know? Yeah. Um, I would have, but the thing is <clears throat> I was able to process that and I was able to get through it and I wouldn't want to even attempt to try and recreate that to this day, right. but because it's like, it's just like you said, like I, I got there, you know, like I, I was able to, to get through that. And I guess that's part of what I struggle with with this story is I, I, I'm not judging Joshua at all. No, um, not at all. But, you know, a girlfriend of two years and to be that, you know, who's to say you can't be that? Head I don't understand the relationship, I guess is what it is. So, and for him to, to not to be able to move on from that. I mean, listen, it's tragic. This, this girl, Jessica, had a rare liver disease. She had gotten a... A new liver at one point. She had to continually take anti-rejection pills to make sure that the liver and then the liver eventually gave out. She's back on the transplant list. She never got one and she died at 23. Like it's a fucking tragic, man. It sucks. The worst of the worst stories. Yeah. That's something that you just you never want to hear. And I've never had that happen to me. I've never had a situation where, you know, love someone that was doomed to die, basically. And how that would affect me and everything like that. And, and so I guess that part of it was hard for me. I couldn't I had a hard time empathizing. I, I tried as much as I could, but I really couldn't understand 
what he was going through. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this is a, in my opinion, a rare example of this working. But I, I can only imagine what we've seen people marry pillows. We've seen people, um, you know, You're talking about Mike Lindell. Yeah, from my pillow. Yeah, he marries pillows. He fucks yeah. them. You know, oh, he fucks, you know, he you know, he fucks those things. Um, I mean, there's, 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 a, there's an attachment, in, and there's, there's a part of the human psyche. I just won't be able to let things go. And I think this is extremely dangerous. This is an extremely dangerous thing where the person in the wrong frame of mind would absolutely unravel. Yes. It's kind of technology. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, again, with that, when I say, when I talk about a well-adjusted person and really, if you want to break that down, what is a well-adjusted person? Does that even exist? We're all fucked in our own ways, but for someone who is, you know, for all intents and purposes, clinically a well-adjusted person, I can imagine this would be hard enough. But, you know, again, everyone's got the little the little oddities, little peccadillos in their personality. And this, you don't know what this could set off for you. I, yeah. I think it's a very, you're playing a very weird and dangerous game. And this is this is where technology goes. And we've talked about this in different iterations on on the podcast before. But this is where technology crosses into a realm where we don't know what this is going to do to someone. We don't know this application of this technology. We've talked about it before with wetware. We've talked about it before in uh, uploading consciousness to the the cloud, et cetera. We've you know multiple times. We don't know what this will do. <laughs> we don't know how this will affect. You know, we there's no way to predict. Could, we never could have predicted what social media would have become yeah. and what it was going to ha- the effect it was going to have on society, on youth, on whomever. And there's absolutely no way with AI, especially there's no way that you can predict where that's going to go and what its ramifications are going to be. It's a, it's a weird, I think the, the very tip of a very weird slippery slope. I think you're absolutely right. And I was going to bring up like social media has had a profound effect on us and you add something like this, like in a way, again, I feel like there can be some therapeutic qualities to this, but I think it's got to be extremely case by case basis is not something you would readily want available. I just think of the attachment because it's not something we're used to, right? If you can program something to mimic human behavior to the point where it's, you know, almost it's comparable another human being like that's there's going to be attachment you know there's going to be i mean there's i haven't seen it but the movie her you know with joaquin phoenix right you know where he basically gets attached to an ai like it's it's going to happen because that's how people are and and again that's that's a scary place to go down Uh, i can see both sides of how it could be useful to help someone talk to someone or whatever but we are just we naturally create a connection. That's why one night stands are hard for a lot of people, you know, or yeah. the idea of that sort of intimacy to then just stop or whatever. Like we just, we naturally we're we're very social creatures. So we're going to naturally try to create a connection and hang on to it and create that bond. And that's uh scary for us to go down. Well, one of the things that I think is interesting too, and <clears throat> thought about this a while back is the, the idea that with social media, 
you know, being so prevalent. Back in the day, you would meet people, they would come into your life, they would leave your life. And you, people, they would either, you would either move away, they would move away, they would die, something would happen, they would come into your life, you'd have a moment with them in time, and then they would be gone for one reason or another. And that was the norm. People were adjusted to that. People knew how to deal with that. And as <clears throat> with the advent of kind of, as Wolf uh, said in the chat here, the internet, even we don't, we, we never predicted how that would have been. So with the internet, with social media, with things in, in that vein, you don't have to let go of people anymore. Yeah. Now you're, so the idea, the concept of losing someone or letting them go of them dying or whatever it is, it hits harder. It's much more different because there's a permanency where it, that used to be the norm. If someone moved away, you went through a period of grief because you're like, shit, I'm never going to see that that person's going to have a life and I'm going to have a life and we probably won't ever cross paths again. And you had to process that. And I think it prepared you for when people died and when, you know, that kind of stuff happened. And I don't think as a society, I feel like we've been conditioned to not know how to process when someone leaves us yeah and i think this just this makes the prospect of getting back to that point that much harder that's a really good point like the that is something i remember my my dad telling me that you know they go through life and people are going to come in and we're going to stay most are going to leave and that's okay it's just just it's just how life goes like you'll yep. Have, if you're lucky, you have a couple that you that stay in your life all the way through. But some are just come, go, and they move on. And some of them, you're like, "Good, yeah, fuck that guy." And other people are like, "God, that sucks that we don't really talk anymore." Like, I, right. I wonder what happened to him. And that's natural. Now you're kind of messing with nature in a lot of ways. Of like said this, this. I mean, people putting their wills what to do with their social media accounts. When they die. You know, that, right? Yeah, it's absolutely bizarre. And, and. The fact that they're, it's even weird for me with like this podcast because Natalie will have a really good log of who her dad was so far from 2015 to November 2nd, 2021. Like she's got a real, she wants to chunk of time. She wants to know what her dad was like and what he was into and what made him mad, you know, what really, you know, (laughs) dad hated a lot of stuff. He really did. She has an archive enough for Justin to make a song about it. She has an archive of her dad's thoughts. Like, it, right. it, and if I think about that, cause you mentioned that a while ago, you're like, how cool, right? To, I would have loved something to have for my dad from my God, yeah. his mid thirties to her, her, you know, mid to late thirties. Right. Although it would probably would have just been about track and field. Probably. Yeah. And Jared goes, also, she knows exactly what I thought of her. It's true. I also tell her that every day. So it's not going to be a secret. Right. I love you, kid. You're, um, but yeah, the idea that you could, cause it's always, you know, you always, I always had questions like, I didn't know my grandparents very well. Like, what were they like? Sure. You get someone's like oral account of that. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, you can hear from my mouth, my thoughts, how I feel about things. And, and really, think about that from a longevity standpoint, like how cool, and this is, I know we're kind of talking out of, you know, both sides of our mouth here, but how cool is it that when Natalie has kids and potentially when her kids have kids, they get to hear grandpa or great grandpa. Like there is a, like, oh, that's actually point, depressing because of our, have, our fart soundboard, man. That's really depressing. <laughs> wait, all right. I want to just, <clears throat> if, listen, kids of Natalie's kids <laughs> <laughs> to Natalie and your kids and those kids. 
in the lineage of the Cochrane line, uh, your grandfather, great grandfather, whatever he is to you, Doug, this is what his butt sounded like. That is Doug's fart straight from the horse's ass right there. That's for you and you alone. <laughs> that is, look, that is, that is your inheritance. That is what you. This is my legacy. <laughs> this is your legacy. You get to carry this. Some people have a family shield. Some people have a, some people have a crest. Some people have a family pattern. This is what you have. That's it. Is this going to be our first short on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wolf says, I'm such a bitch, I'm already tearing up. Y'all are both wonderful. Beautiful people and should be proud of who you were. Thanks, man. I hope so. Thank you, buddy. I hope so, man. <laughs> Get that um, YouTube content. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, it's not lost on me. It's so funny because it's not that hard to find out if I do a podcast. Like I will kind of casually mention it at work, like when it comes up naturally. And I'm yeah. always, I always warn people, I'm like, it's not safe for work and don't, you know, I often, I'm, I'm like the worst promoter. I'm like, don't listen to Please it. Don't. Yeah. Well, cause for me, it's like, well, what are you into? What kind of right. stuff do you like? Because it's, it won't be for you. It may not be for you and you're not right. required to listen to it. So, um, but it's one of those things where sometimes I'm like, right. Like, you know, I, I, I think often about, you know, comedians like uh, Burt Kreischer, his daughters are 18 and 16. They've sure. grown up with him and they know his, his life as a comedian and they'll always know what it is. Tom Segura, he's, he's got a five-year-old and a three-year-old, you know, they're dipping their toes. Like got an 18 year old. Hmm? Yeah. Holy shit. Well, he's in his late forties. So I think he's like 49. Huh? Yeah. That's a track. So, but interesting thing about him, he's taking his daughter to like, college visits and gotcha. and he's like i can't I, i'm not gonna come with you anymore because this is not the right environment for me to be in because people will see him and they'll be like oh it's bert and then oh she's shit. like i don't want to be here yep. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be here but uh yeah there's like it's kind of it's kind of cool to for better or worse natalie will have some sort of audio history of me and my thoughts at this point in time, she has 321 up ep- 322 episodes yeah. of you and I ranting and raving, you know, Natalie, uh, sit down and go back and, and learn something. Yeah. Here's, here's what your dad thought. <laughs> Jared says in the future, they make a Hamilton style musical about Doug, but all the singing is farts. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. That's about it. Noah says, I guarantee, like a lot of us did, Natalie, when granted free access to the internet, will look you up and look up everyone with your, fr- <laughs> everyone you're friends with. I don't look forward to explaining <laughs> Twinkie Heist to her. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll, that's true, man. Noah, for you. I'm showing some signs of being fucking wet. I'm just saying. Yeah. Got things on you. Yeah, man. You're great. That's, that's probably one of my favorite pull quotes of all time. Absolutely. Next, it's, I mean, obviously, it's right up there with. Because uh, <laughs> that'll be tough to explain to. He's like, yeah. We were playing a game, and I was playing a character that was really into water. Okay. <laughs> he said the other day, he goes, "We got to play some more Spyfall so I can have another character that can maybe get a different uh, quote." I can uh, oust that quote with another one. Yeah. We'll make it the ringtone when she's sixteen. 
There it is. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that is going to survive the test of time that Natalie gets to go back and listen to, and she might agree, she might disagree with us, but regardless, she's going to have it, and she gets to go back and listen to it. Welcome to the Throwdown. Man. 322 throwdowns that you need to go through. Yeah, and you need to learn. You can learn yeah. today. Argue you can... with your father. <laughs> Argue with me, child. Do it. Prove him. Prove to him why he's wrong about this week's throwdown. <laughs> Second person. Oh, I know both of these. And once again, Council of Elders does not disappoint. So, all right. Well, I know one of them, so I'll be curious to see the uh, to hear about the other one. Doug, kick us off. Our throwdown this week is V from V for Vendetta versus Ozymandias from Watchmen. I am floored that you were able to say that name. Oh yes. Because and first thing I was like, Ozzy Ozzy Man reviews. <laughs> does he do knives? Does he do knives? Well, he's Australian. He must do knives. Oh, this is great. So these are from two uh, Alan Moore comics, uh, V for Vendetta and Watchmen. Um, so this will be really interesting to dive into and talk about. So which one don't you know? You don't know Dias? I don't know that what you just said. Okay. Do you want to do V and I'll do uh, Adrian Veidt, a.k.a. Dias? Sure. All right. So uh, why did this... This fucking this I look this page is wonderful. Uh, it always it always gives us what we need, but the pop ups and the redirects and it dropped me down to some weird part. There it is, powers and abilities. I swear these these are just wrought with pop ups. Well, I got a hand to them. They at least put the the links in there so it would go right to their powers and abilities. So I'm I'm thankful. Oh for look, that. I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying to the to the people who run this page is more what I'm saying. Fix your pop ups. Fix your goddamn pop-ups. All right, so let's start with Adrian Veidt. No, Adrian Veidt. A.K.A. Ozymandias. So, yeah, his intellect is amazing in his universe. He's uh, deemed the smartest man in the world. Uh, mainly by the media, but it's well-deserved. So he, he is incredibly, incredibly intelligent. So great that Dr. Manhattan... Um, a being of nigh omniscience acknowledged his intelligence. So he's a, he's a master tactician. He's a master scientist. He's a master engineer. He's in peak physical condition. So he's got incredible strength. Was this the guy that was uh, in the in the office? He he had the high high rise office. He yep. was like the the quote unquote main villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yep. Never knew his name. He's an acrobat. He's a master martial artist. He's a master businessman. In fact, it was so he, he, I think he started with wealth and then he gave it all up and then he started from scratch and he became wealthy again. Like he just, he decided, he's like, I'm going to prove my worth. I'm going to start from nothing and I'm going to do it. So he's incredibly, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, this is going to be very interesting. So why don't you take us through V? for Vendetta talk about his powers and abilities. Okay. Well, he is a vigilante terrorist and a rebel. 
He's got martial arts, master of disguise, expertise in using knives, incredibly talented swordsmanship, high intelligence, unpredictability, and power of belief. <laughs> Sorry, power of belief. You got to believe. Uh, his hobby is quoting Shakespeare. I mean, how can you beat this guy? Um, so, yeah, he's a, he's a rebel. And uh, again, from what we've seen, at least in the film, I've never read the comics, but uh, master tactician, superhuman physiology. In the film, he's physically uh, superhuman due to experiments at uh, some lab, increasing his strength, speed, agility, endurance, reflexes, and kinesthesia. Kinest yeah, right? Kinest yep. Uh, superhuman strength. Uh, he can overpower people, send them flying through the walls. Uh, speed allows him to kill multiple men effortlessly, while even while mortally wounded. He's got stamina. His inexhaustible, near inexhaustible. Superhuman agility. He's developed an incredible athleticism. He can scale rooftops with ease. Superhuman reflexes. He's been. Uh, he can dodge a point blank gunshot. And durability, he's highly resistant. He was barely slowed down by being shot multiple times. He's got genius intellect, uh, master tactician, master manipulator, master of disguise, and an escape artist. He's also a master of martial arts and knows knives inside and out. Um, indomitable will, high pain tolerance, and stealth. Yeah, this is interesting because... They're very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, because I would argue they both are masters of belief and that they have a... They, their belief is what drives them. Because, okay. spoiler alert for Watchmen, if you haven't read it, or Adrian Veidt, a.k.a. Eisenman Dias, creates a plan to save the world that costs many lives and he manipulates he believes in what he's doing and um b b for vendetta same way like he has a very strong belief in um i wouldn't say anarchy but he doesn't believe in the the powers that exist in his world that they are corrupted by power and because of this corruption and power they they created him they tortured him and they tortured other people and so for him, it's more important important to sort of like take down the man and, 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 and free people and allow people to have their own freedom choice. So he's a bit of an anarchist in that regard. Mm -hmm. Whereas Adrian Veidt believes that people are dumb and uh, people are so dumb that, you know, in, in this universe, um, you know, Russia and America are just like a dick sliver away from launching nukes at each other. So he devises a way to get everyone on the same side and he creates something and it's, you know, again, his belief is this is what's going to take to save the world. And my favorite part of Watchmen is at the end when he tells everyone like he, he confesses to what he's been doing mm -hmm. and everyone was just like, we're going to stop you. And he just sort of smiles and he goes, do you think I'd sit here and be talking to you if I haven't already done it? And it just cuts to everyone who's like, like looking shocked. And he's like, I already did it. And then it cuts to this huge panel of destruction that has taken place. And he's like, yeah, I just did it. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and monologue if I had, I'm, I'm not going to do it. You know? Idiot. Yeah. This isn't a movie. Yeah. So what I think is important here is the physicality of it, which I think 
they're dangerously close to one another. Like you've got uh, Ozymandias who can dodge bullets as well with acrobatics. You know, he can, he's very, he's in peak physical condition and all that sort of stuff. Um, he obviously has had some experimentation. His cells react differently. He's, he's, he's fast. Um, <laughs> Wolfsor said V wins. And I tell you exactly why with a single quote beneath this mask, there is more than flesh beneath this mask. There is an idea, Mr. Creedy and ideas are bulletproof. Um, I, that's actually a fair point. It's like, which, which one's ideas would propel them right beyond whatever. I think, which one's will is stronger. V I think has an advantage because he does have an indomitable will and high pain tolerance. They both have incredible manipulation and intellect, which right. I think is almost like a wash as far as like what's possible. So you think V is, is <clears throat> cause it makes it sound like uh art. What's his name? Ozzy Quisen, Quisen, Adrian Veidt. That's sure. So it makes it sound like he, uh, the fact that he is like so smart that he's he's ousting a team of superheroes. He's he can give away his wealth and rebuild it without batting an eye. He like that seems like an insane level of intellect. Do you think do you think V is on that level? I don't know. if. And here's the thing. Does V need to be on that level? I mean, I feel like that level of intellect in the right hands or in the right if we're talking place. like a chess match between these guys of like a year they have one year to plot to get the other i think you know Vite may have the advantage but actually okay. that'd be an interesting battle but if it's just a straight up fight to the death okay you know right. we're not talking about tactic like being a tactician in that regard like that sets up time for yeah plans to go in motion because they both go to great lengths to pull off their plans like it, very it's true. very right. impressive what they're able to do with the right time and and, and manipulation which they do but it's a straight fight with one another physicality wise i think they're pretty damn close to one another yeah and i think they're intelligent enough to be able to improvise um oh man this is tough this is really tough. I think I might. My brain is saying Ozymandias, but my heart is saying V. And part of it yeah. is influenced by Wolf's quote that um, I, th I feel like V's ideals propel Wolf him. Coming, for Wolf coming with the, uh, the philosophy tonight. Oh, that's actually a fair point. They both also die. Whose ideals last beyond their expiring flesh? I would argue that V's are more because his idea is that I because in in he it happens in both the movie and the, in the comic he dies, right. but in the comic he tells uh, Evie, you know, he kind of leads to it in the in the movie too that you know he is he is more than a man. He's a symbol, right? And what happens is he dies, and then Evie puts on his mask. And like it just ignites this movement. Um, and I, I would say V's ideals, I think, are more compelling to the average person than Ozymand Dias, who probably people wouldn't be able to understand what he was trying to do. Right. His seemed more like he sees the bigger picture and he needs to do something to save everyone. V was looking to empower everyone to start a revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Ozymand Dias was like, 
you dumb dumbs don't understand what needs to be done. I do. And I'll basically be the one man Illuminati behind all this to make sure that we right. don't all fucking get nuked. Right. Um, but I'm also willing to sacrifice at the, at the greater costs, you know? seems like V's motives were a little bit more altruistic and I feel like I have to I feel like I have to give him that that I feel like that's an advantage because he's he's looking at things from a I feel like I don't I don't know if a broader perspective is the right way of looking at it I feel like uh it almost seems like Adrian's is he's not looking for the glory but it almost seems like it's self-serving like he's just like I'm right whereas V's like I'm going to rally, I'm going to rally people's emotions. So he seems like he's got a little bit more well-rounded ways of well-rounded means. Yeah. Vite, I think he definitely comes off as arrogant Yeah, because he knows he's smart and he knows like he can outdo everyone else. And, and that could be his downfall because he would probably play into the arrogance. And I feel like V is, is he doesn't suffer from that same shortcoming. Wolf, Wolf asked, could Adrian gotten as far without the others? A lot of V stuff were done single-handedly. Well, I feel like Adrian Veidt used others to his his desire, to what he wanted. He played people to do yeah. what he wanted because he had a great plan and he knew what to do to pull that off, which I think is a greater feat to save the world, in my opinion, than what V did. But V also... yeah. Jared says, hard question, which do you agree with more? It's tough. I mean, I like V more than I like Adrian. Sure. Adrian is kind of an arrogant prick. Um, just sort of, you know, does what he does. Do I disagree with what he did? I mean, I. it's funny because I often will say we need an, a Watchmen-like event to unite our human race. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, to kind of like get us out of our shit. But V, I, I see him fighting. He may be doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. You know, like he's trying to expose the power. Right. He's he's turning to violence. He's manipulating people, but he's doing it to free other people. So I don't know. I think because of his pain tolerance and and whatnot, I think he edges out Adrian at the end. I fully agree. And at my, for my reason is because of the arrogance. I feel like mm-hmm. V could exploit that because Adrian knows how smart he is. So we're going to go V! Yo, I, I have to say that may have been the best matchup we've had like that one that's one of the like i've sometimes have left this being like i'm not entirely sure this one i'm really like on the fence with but boy was that fun to try and dissect even then i don't know man hey get at us social medias email us head in the discord tell us what you think because i i still don't know like i don't know that's my thought but i i I don't i'm not super convinced by it so Yeah. yeah absolutely that was great thank you council for for sharing that that was an excellent one Justin, what do you have to recommend Ooh. this week? God damn, man. Um, you know, I know I've watched a thing or two, but I don't, I'm really, I'm into billions right now. That's kind nice. of my current uh, thing. So I would say if you've got uh, access to Showtime, give it a watch. It's a, it's a good fucking show and don't get lost in the weeds. Uh, they do a, a lot of very technical discussion about, stocks and the market and you know this theory of economics and it gets you can get lost in the way i've found myself pulling back the show a few times i'm like all right i'm gonna turn on the subtitles and i'm gonna go section by section here and see if i can understand what they're saying and eventually i'm just like fuck it 
what Damien Lewis's character is saying is is this, and Paul Giamatti's against it, and let's go. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's all you really need to know is a uh, Damien Lewis is about making money, Paul Giamatti's about justice. Uh, move forward. So it's it's a really good show. Uh, I would I would recommend it highly. And then uh, also on Showtime, there's a documentary about John Belushi. And I don't remember. I don't think I recommended this yet, but uh, it's told through audio interviews with people who knew him and then some stock audio from Belushi himself from old interviews. And then it's all put over pictures and uh, video uh, of his life. So there's no one actually on screen talking in the documentary. It's compiled and it tells the kind of the story of John Belushi uh, with a little bit of animation thrown in there. And it's very interesting. There's a lot that I didn't know about him. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's what I have. Doug, what do you got? I really don't have anything. I haven't consumed a lot of stuff as of late. Um, you really can't think of anything that I'm like, yeah, y'all should go check this out. Like I, I feel like I've, I just I haven't been doing a lot of, Whenever I go to watch something, it's because I like I need to absorb this to see if it's worth recommending. I haven't really consumed much games or or otherwise. So, yeah, a little bit out this week. Sorry, gang, I don't have much. No. Doug recommends watching Bluey. Yeah, sure, go for it. The Rule Thirty Four version of it. Oh, oh. Uh, the learn thing about is sad because I know that exists. Learn about real doggy style, you know. I, there's no doubt in my mind someone has taken it there. Of course and they now, have. Now I'm sad. Yeah, that's right. Doug, open up an incognito window, share it on Twitch, and see if you can find... <laughs> Noah goes, cool. uh-oh. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I'm good. We don't need to do that. Uh, gang, uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us, and please don't forget to follow us on all our social media at Podcast. Uh, you can drop us an email at mindgappodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. And also check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. Uh, we're streaming live to both of those now. So uh, we do Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central for the video game stream. And uh, yeah, come hang out, subscribe on YouTube, hit that follow button on uh, uh Twitch and turn on the notifications so you know when we go live. And don't forget to follow Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Listen, Amazon Music, all the places where you find and consume podcasts, you can find and consume us. Share us around, rate, review, subscribe. All those things, the big one is sharing. means a lot to us. And then twoestates.com slash mindgap. And then keep an eye on all of Two Estates stuff. We got Peekaboo Man that just dropped a few weeks ago. So if you're still in that the mood for a, a short, scary film, go check that out. It's called The Peekaboo Man. And uh, we're uh, inching ever closer to the finish line on life and death of a liberal arts major. And then Drew and I are making some headway on our uh, feature script. And uh, things are things are moving, so things are good. That's awesome. Super exciting. Uh, thank you all for hanging out. Uh, this is great as always. Um, just here in the chat and lively chat is always a good thing. It makes me happy because yeah. you guys are always giving me stuff to think about. So thank you. This that. was an active session today. Indeed. And with that, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Uh, Twitch and YouTube, thank you. Listeners, thank you. You all have a dandy fucking week. 
Mind Gap Podcast.